Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Welcome so good to have you here. Weren't they awesome words that we were just singing? They, you're peace. You're peace. It's so important to have peace in our lives. There's a lot that can steal our joy and our peace if we allow it to. We, we actually give it away. We give it away if, you know, give it away, give it away, give it away now. No. <laughs> Red hot chili peppers, let's not do that. Um, but don't give it away. Don't give away your joy. You, you can get it stolen, but it's given away. Like, so I, I just want to, that's a word for someone here. Don't give away your joy. And you might say, but this is happening and that's happening. No, no, that's just something that's happening. The joy of the Lord is actually a strength that we receive from God, encounters with God. Amen. So, um, yeah, I, I was just... God was just downloading stuff to me during the worship. Did you want to share that picture that you had? Yeah. Um, during worship in the first service, I had a picture of... So you get a fresh picture, this one. That's, that's no, well. same no. one. Same one, then we can do that. <laughs> I should have prayed for a fresh one. But... No, I think this applies to this service too. I had a picture of the enemy just stirring the pot over, like not literally on the stage, but, it, you know, in the background, the enemy was stirring the pot. And it reminded me of, um, you know, in Macbeth, I had to watch Macbeth at school. I had to the, read it. Yeah, where the witches were stirring the cauldron, stirring up all kinds of evil. And we know that that's what the enemy does. He's all about witchcraft. He's all about manipulation intimidation, fear, all those awful things that he tries to cook up and get us to partake of. But um, I just saw us as a body paying no attention to him. And we were just facing Jesus and we were just giving him all our praise, all our adoration, all our focus. We're paying no attention to what the enemy was doing because there's no power in that. But our victory is in giving God our adoration and giving Him our focus and praising Him for the victory over what, even what the enemy is trying, the havoc that he's trying to cause, praising Him already for the victory that He's giving us yes. over that because we know that that has no power over us, mm-hmm. but, but God has all power. So I just want to encourage you in your worship, no matter what the enemy's trying to stir up in your life, or even if he's using other people to stir up stuff in your life, turn your back on it, turn your eyes towards Jesus and just give him praise and give him thanks. And you're going to see the victory. You're going to see the victory. So, yes, let's keep doing that. That is so good. So um, recently we spoke about Jacob and how... He wrestled with God. Um, well, he wrestled with Jesus, we think, that because you can't wrestle with God and walk away from that, you know. Like, um, And he touched him on his hip. Now, we took our boat out yesterday and went skiing, and I, I had a ski, first time in, like, first real ski in about 30 years, I think. I was trying to do what I did at 22, at 52, and, and my right hip is really sore this morning because... You, I couldn't get my back cuff in and I, I still were trying to cut hard. And, and it reminded me of Jacob again, how he'd sent all the family and all the produce off and then 
this guy turns up and starts fighting him. Now, isn't it bizarre in the Word of God that it just... And then a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And you go, okay, and keep on with the story. Does anyone think, what was that about? Like a man just turned up and started beating on him and he fought him back. And then when daybreak's coming, he said, you know, and he actually says, let me go, daybreak's coming and he doesn't. And so this man who he'd wrestled with and couldn't get free, this man touches his socket, the socket of his hip and... He, he injures him there so much so that he walks with a limp from that day on. Now, the metaphor for that, because you might go, what does that mean? You know, like he just hurt him so that he don't, you're teaching him a lesson, don't you fight me anymore. But he, what he was telling him was, because this is Jacob, the heel grabber, the guy that manipulated and tried to get things. And he was always operating in this carnal nature of trying to manipulate and trying to intimidate and trying to dominate, which we know that they are the influences of witchcraft. That, is, that actually is identified as being witchcraft. You're trying to do it in your own strength, in your natural abilities, instead of just releasing it to God and allow him to do it. So Jacob was being told, don't operate in your flesh because your flesh is unstable. Our hip socket, our hip, our pelvis is where all our muscles, our core muscles brace into. My core is weak, therefore my hip is sore. And so I, when your core is strong, but it's all around your hip. So he was telling him, you're unstable when you operate in your flesh. You're unstable when you try and do this in the natural. But when you do it in the supernatural, you are Israel. You're not Jacob anymore. You are Israel. So in that, I want to just remind you what we're going to talk about this morning. We've got Feb fast coming up. As a church, during February, we fast. And um, this is a thing that is very interesting because a lot of us would go fasting. I'm not into that. To be honest, none of us really want to be into it. But there are so many benefits to this that we want to talk about this today. But I want to start off with, do you get the hip metaphor? Because we're unstable in our flesh. We're unstable in our flesh. But when we are in God, when we're on the bedrock of God, Jesus said in chapter 7, Um, verse 25 and 27 of chapter 7 of Matthew, he said, anyone who listens to my words and does what I say, that will be like a wise man who builds. And when the rains come and the winds blow, now I've got to be honest here, I've always thought that the rains coming and the winds blowing were actually always the bad things in life. But if you read in Isaiah 55, It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return without watering the earth and making it blood, bud and flourish, blood, blood and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish everything that I desire it to achieve for the purpose to which I have sent it. So we, when the When the rains come and the wind blows, it actually talks about the breath of the Spirit being a breath of God, a wind of the Spirit. So don't miss out. Don't let your unstable house be blown over by even the Word of God or the breath of God because it actually is an offence to our flesh. Jesus is the rock of offence. He offends everything fleshly and carnal and the the natural aspect of our life and is drawing us into a deeper relationship with him. In Isaiah 55, it says, Come, 
This is a great scripture for when we're about to go into fasting. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Buy and eat. I'm going to sit down because my hip's sore. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend your money on that which is not bread and your labor on that which does not satisfy? Listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. It goes on to say, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. That actually means seek the Lord while he can be encountered. This is a moment, a time where we're a season that we're entering into, not to go without, but to encounter God. Not to be mindful of what we're, you know, choosing to give up, but who we are choosing to redirect our focus towards. Oh, my voice is different. Now you can hear, I went skiing yesterday and I got water up my nose. You, you made this one sound less nasally. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I went deep. Come buy without money. There's an offer from God that we naturally, it is, it is not a um, cost to us, but there's a price to be paid. Fasting is not an easy thing. There is a price to be paid. There's a benefit, a profound benefit from it, but there is a price to be paid. Anything that is worthy needs to be paid for even though this says here come by if you don't have money but it's still going to cost you something there's still a price here Jesus said anyone who's going to follow me must take up their cross there is a burden to this but it is a burden that is worth carrying because it's the right burden it's the right price it's not a cost that you just throw away and just piddle your money away and there's no benefit from it this is actually something that produces worth in our life and gives us value so Matthew Matthew 6 yeah fasting Jesus (laughs) am I on yeah we're having a great time this morning aren't we Jesus talks about fasting in Matthew 6 and I I love listening to Jesus instruction on fasting because he fasted in the desert before he launched into his ministry and I figure if Jesus needed to fast to draw near to the father then so do we right Jesus wanted to lean in to the Father to be empowered. He knew he was about to be tempted by the enemy. So he wanted to be full, full of the power of God. And um, so Jesus says in, in verse 16 of chapter 6 of Matthew, And whenever you are fasting, do not look gloomy and sour and dreary. This is the amplified version. Like the hypocrites, for they put on a dismal countenance that their fasting may be apparent to and seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full already. But when you fast, perfume your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may not be noticed by men, but by your Father who sees in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you in open. And I, th- I think there's a symbolism to washing your face too, isn't there? Like cleansing waking yourself up, perfuming your head, you know, being putting on the oil of the spirit. But it's, it's really easy, I was thinking, to get caught up in the logistics of, of fasting and the mechanics of fasting. 
I, you know, when we've had FebFast in previous years, people have said, I don't know if I should fast one meal a day. I don't know if I should fast for three days in a row. Should I give up coffee? Should I give up chocolate? I don't know. But I, I don't think that really matters. What I think matters is the posture of our heart. Because in this passage, when Jesus talks about fasting, he doesn't say, now I want you to do it for five days and drink nothing but water. He doesn't actually talk about the mechanics of the fast. He just says, when you fast. So just, just lean into the Holy Spirit and ask him what you meant to do and then just do it. But, but the most important thing is when you do it, do it unto God. It's not, you're not doing it to be noticed by man. You're not doing it to, you know, to show how spiritually disciplined you are. You're doing it unto God and God is the one that sees our heart and our motivation and rewards us accordingly. So it's about, it's about coming to him in humility. It's about coming to him because we desire to draw near to him. It's about coming to him with an open heart and saying, Lord, my relationship with you, my closeness with you is more important than my next meal. Wanting to be in your presence, Father, is more important to me than what I'm going to have for dinner tonight or, or breakfast tomorrow. It's putting our relationship with God first. That's what's important to him. It's not about what we give up or how many meals we miss or all, all that stuff. That, that is the sacrificial part of it, but the heart is what God really is interested in. So that's I, what Jesus talks about. I don't know how many times when I've been fasting and I've, yeah, all I can think of is, well, like if you're doing a Daniel fast and eating vegetables or something like that and I'm, I'm not eating and all I can think of is what I'm not getting. Anyone with me on that one? Come on, you know it, you know it. I said this in the first service, but it's amazing. I, I never desire this stuff normally. Well, sometimes, but I can smell KFC from Merbein <laughs> when I'm fasting. Yeah. Like, it, you just drive down the street and all of a sudden I can smell chips. And it's like, where? So, and it's not about what you're going without. It's, it's about the encounter mm. that we're posturing our heart towards to actually connect with God. Seek the Lord while he may be encountered. You know, desire him while he is near. Now, Scripture says, draw near to God and he draws near to us. The thing is, God is near. Yeah. We, we so many times think God's so far away because I can't feel him. They're feelings. Do your feelings ever lie to you? Oh, mine. And, and your heart. You know how people say, just listen to your heart. Well, my heart's a filthy liar. He lies to me all the time. He says, this is important, Stephen. That's important, Stephen. And Kylie's not doing this. That's an important thing. She should be doing this. And, she be and my heart, the filthy liar, tries to tell me things that are actually not even true. That's why scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things. <laughs> oh, wow. It's nice and windy up here. That's because it's at the moment 38 degrees outside. And it's only going to get worse. No. <laughs> I was praying for cloud cover today. Cloud by day. Cloud by day. I love that about God. Yeah. He's so faithful. So agree with me on that. Cloud by day, even though it's going to be 44 degrees. We need it for our, our grape growers. We need it for our almond growers. We need it for a whole bunch of our industries at the moment. So the rest of us that don't like it, 
I'm one of those. I like. I don't like it that much. But it's not about what we're going without. It's what we're actually going towards. That's why we don't have eyes in the back of our head to see what we're what we're passing through and not seeing. As we have got eyes where we're going and looking towards what we're heading towards, not just what we're missing out on and what we haven't had along the way. Great word from last week, Paul. So eyes going forward. That's why the word of the Lord is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's not a spotlight. It's not the high beams. It just gives us enough so that we know what the next step is. That's faith. Just knowing what the next step is and just enough to give us the direction of the path of of where our destiny is. Yep, God, you're taking me to a good place. But the faith step is just knowing what the next step is. So many times we want to have it all worked out. That's the big thing. And when we're faced with big things in life, we think we need a big answer. And God says, no, the little things, the little things. You just, the thing with COVID is everyone says that it's such a big problem, but it's actually not. It only requires little solutions. Isolate, wash your hands, stay away from people if you're sick. Little things, you know, wear a mask if you've been in an infected area. Little things like that. Even if you're not showing symptoms, everyone's talking about this big thing, but it's only little solutions. Isn't that amazing? 20 seconds of washing your hands, that big, solu- that big problem is eradicated. You're not carrying it anymore. I, so in this area, we think that fasting might be a big thing. Oh, how can I go without food? I work hard every day. I need to eat. Well, even the medical fraternal have got onto this now and the, the health industry and they're saying if you fast for three days, you'll have more testosterone in your body, you'll have more human growth hormones and not only that, you'll have more energy coming from your fat deposits because your body's going, right, I'm ready to roar. And there are bodybuilders now that run on this routine. But it's not about the outward appearance. That's what Jesus is saying. It's not about the outward appearance. It's about the heart. What's happening in your heart? It's interesting. I heard a lady say the other day, she was a dietitian or a nutritionist or something. And she said, in the past, all our diets have been on how it makes my body look. But now we've learned through this COVID pandemic, I need to eat a good meal so I am nourished, so I'm healthy so that I can withstand disease, so I can, so we're, instead of fasting to look good, we're fasting to be healthy. It's a, sorry, not fast, eating, dieting and doing that to be healthy. There are health benefits to fasting. We don't have enough time to go into all of those. But the thing is that what we read here, Jesus said there's a reward. Twice he says it in this. They've already received those, their reward. They, those that put on their outward appearance and say, look at me, look at how I've turned out, whether you're doing it for health benefits or whether you're doing it for, you know, to make yourself look really, I don't know, righteous. No one gets that anymore. Like, you're not really that righteous if you're fasting, I suppose. Some people might do it. But Jesus said, when you do this, you will receive a reward. The reward is... The encounter with God is what it's all about. It's not about what you're going without. It's not about the health benefits. Oh, I'm going to lose a few kilos if I, if I fast. No, that's not what it's about. In fact, every time I've thought I'm going to lose weight from fasting, I never lose weight. In fact, I've put on weight in fasting. I don't know how that is even humanly possible, but I did. So I'm like, I'm not doing it for that. But then all of a sudden, my mind shift changed. And I started fasting to to not just 
get near to God because it's not about getting, it's not about manipulation, it's not about... Because if you grab Isaiah 58, we'll just flick over to there, Isaiah 58. God's talking to Israel through Isaiah and he's talking about fasting. And he says, you, you want this and you, you make demands of heaven, you make demands of me. And then you say, God, we've fasted and you haven't heard us. We've done all these things and you haven't responded. And he goes, really? Your fasting just turned out that you had the hangries. You started fighting with each other. You started bickering. And he says, what is really the fast that is, um, oh, what does it say? The fast... The fast that, uh, you know, that I have chosen, what God has chosen. Oh, is this what I call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? We're only meant to look at it one day at a time. It's a day that's acceptable to God. So many times we go, like, how can I do the whole of February fasting? Oh, it's too hard. No, no, no. One day at a time. The little things. The little things. And in those little moments, I always remind myself, whenever my stomach grumbles and complains... Number one, I know I'm burning fat at that time. <laughs> I just can't get that out of my head. But number two, that was my alarm clock to start praying. Because you, you brought that out in the first service. Yeah. Do you want to handle back? Yeah. So whenever you look at examples of fasting in the Bible, it's always partnered with prayer. And that's really important. We're not just abstaining from food. No. We're fasting and praying. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, the idea is that um, when you abstain from a meal, you can then spend that time with God. Instead of spending that time preparing food and cooking, you can then spend that time in prayer. And um, so it's really important. Yeah, it's not just fasting. It's fasting and praying. The two have to go together. And we're not you know, as Stephen said, the medical fraternal has got hold of the, the benefits of fasting now. But we're not fasting for that reason. We're fasting to honour God. So this is a spiritual fast that we're doing in February. It's a fast to honour God. But I love the fact that, that God never asks us to do anything that doesn't, um, anything spiritual that doesn't also have benefits for our body and also benefits for our soul. So, yes, we're doing it for God. It's a spiritual fast. But the benefit is that we will be healthier, that our bodies will be healing, that we will, um, the Holy Spirit will be ministering to us as we draw near to God. I, I know that when I fast, I, my spiritual senses are sharpened. I, I hear God better. I can just, you know, enter into the presence of God so much more easily because I've just made that decision that that's what I'm doing. And, and he says, when you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. So whenever in the Bible they fasted with the right heart, God always honoured it. He always honoured it. And the example in Isaiah where he's saying, I, I'm not honouring your fast is just because they were just going through the motions. They were just going, oh, this is the time that we fast, so we're just going to go through the motions, miss meals. But their heart wasn't in it anymore. And I think it's really important for us. We've been doing this for over 10 years now. It's important that it just doesn't become, oh, it's February. We just go through the motions. This is what I do. I don't eat lunch. But, no, we honour this time. We dedicate it to God. We say, 
Father, what do you want it to look like for me this time around? And I'm not just going to go through the motions, but I'm actually going to press in. I'm going to listen, Holy Spirit. I'm going to draw near to God. And I know that you're going to reward me and draw near to me. And like Stephen says, it's about the encounter with God and and praying because Jesus said, I'll let you talk about the junction first. Okay. This is really interesting because in Isaiah 55, it says, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? And then he lists off three specific things. To loose the chains of injustice. So that that is actually to release um, sin, to release wickedness, to release mischievous behavior is what the word means. To release it from our lives and get our focus actually onto God. Because who knows that it's so easy just to wander through a day and then you, at the end of the day you're going, where did that day go? You know, like, what, what did I, somebody asks you, how, how was your day? And you go, I know I was busy, but I don't know what I did. Well, in this, when we're fasting, we're actually specifically setting aside time to, to pray. And now you might go, but I haven't got time to sit down with my Bible. And Well, that works for some people, to sit down and have a quiet time with their Bible. That's not what I do. I wander around the garden I, while I'm driving the car, while I'm, while I'm doing anything, I will be ready to speak to God or have him speak to me. And I just like, Father, do you need to say anything at the moment? You know, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm listening. Speak if, you know, show me, speak to me. Or I'll just be driving around praying in the Spirit or walking around praying in the Spirit and just allowing God to, to speak to me because the Holy Spirit reveals things like no one else can. That's what it says. He will teach us like no man can. So number one, to loose the chains of mischievousness. <laughs> the Dennis the Menace anointing. You know, that some of us know what that is. And to untie the cords of the yoke. That word cords is agada, which actually means the junction point between earth and heaven. To release, to, tra- to cause, to shake and tremble and loosen the junction point or the yoke that you may have put, I may have put, our teaching and training in life and, and our conditioning in life may have caused us to think this is how heaven operates and this is how earth is. But we are taught through Jesus praying that we have the keys of the kingdom and whatever is loosed in heaven, we get to loose here on earth. And whatever is bound in heaven, we get to bind here on earth. This is a power step. This is a transforming thing. And it is a breakthrough anointing that fasting has. And we worry about it just being Uh, Our bodies. No, no, no. Let's get beyond that. Our spirit is way more powerful than our body. You might think that's not true. Yes, it is. I, I know some people that have been told you are really sick and they say, no, I'm not. They apply their will to it and they're not sick. Other people that are told you are completely well and they say, no, I'm not. I'm sick. And they are. Your spirit, your will has so much authority over your body. Your mouth has so much authority over your body. Scripture says it's only a little member of the body, but it's just like a rudder. It can direct your life and it can even cause you to fall into all types of fire, all types of death, all types of things but it can release heaven's anointing. I am so glad that heaven is open to us 
that, that we get to untie. We get to get back and say, where have I put limitations on this junction between earth and heaven? Get back to praying on a regular basis. because And it's not just praying for what we want. It's praying for what the Father wants, what the Father desires. Commit your way to the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Oh, so I get what I want? No, 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 no. You get new desires. What I used to desire when I was 22 years old and uh, looking at making skiing my career in life, not the desires that I have today. Totally different desires. God has had his way in my life. I'm so grateful. I, I went through some injuries and we were talking about it the other day, but I'm like, you wouldn't believe how much better I am today than what I used to be even five years ago or 10 years ago. I got up skiing yesterday. I am so happy about that. What I thought I was doing when I was on the ski and what the video showed me what I was doing on the ski were vastly different. The kids are going, whoa, dad, you were doing so great. And I'm going, show me the video. And I just went, oh, oh, put it away. I thought I was doing well. That is, I butchered it. <laughs> Absolutely butchered it. Enough of me. To set the oppressed free and to break every yoke, that means to allow forgiveness to flow, to set those that we've put in captive, to set those that we've imprisoned and said, you are like this and that's all you can be. No. How many times have we thought that about somebody and then refused to allow them to counsel our life or to speak into our lives or we've, or we've actually allowed unforgiveness just to shut us off from people speaking into our life or having relationship with them? If we if we go on further in that, it says, um, this is how, what I want you to do. Share your food with the hungry in a fast. Who wants to be around food? You want to avoid food so you don't, you don't have that temptation. Have to deal with little Steve, good little Steve and bad little Steve on your shoulder. And bad Steve's going, eat the KFC. I always want KFC when I'm fasting. That's because it's the very thing. Everyone goes secrets, herbs and spices. You've heard me talk about this. It's fat, salt and sugar. That's what they put in there. Everything that our body loves. Uh, share your food with the hungry. Provide shelter for the wanderer. Um, and when you see the naked, to clothe them. The, these things are really interesting. You might think, but I, I give money to, to things. I, I, I sponsor some children. I've, I'm trying to do this. But I'm interested in this one. When you see the naked, to clothe them. Honestly, if you saw someone walking naked down the street, what would be your first response? 99% of us would run or turn the other way because, oh, whoa, don't want to see that. You know, like no one wants to see that. But I have seen the one percenters that will run up and put their coat around someone or run up and put a blanket around someone. To be honest, someone walking down the street without any clothes on, they're not right in the head. There's something wrong going on there. But what it's actually speaking of in the natural, the metaphor and the spiritual here is that when we're exposed, when we see somebody who's exposed, it might be exposed in a weakness, in a sin, exposed in a flaw in their life, exposed in something, the baggage that they're carrying. And we're going, oh, that person's this way and they'll never change. This person's like that. I could never forgive them. We're actually meant to cover them. We're actually meant to cover that weakness. We're meant to cover their, their nakedness, them being exposed. And the, the thing here, it says, and don't turn away from your own flesh and blood. Don't turn away from your family. You might say, oh, I'll never turn away from my family. Are we not all children of God? Are we not all born from the same? We're, we're all 
made from the same place. We're all sons and daughters of the living God, whether we realize it or not. My perspective has changed so much because that's how Jesus saw it. And that's why he could do good to all he met. Even the religious guys, he was, he, even though you think, oh, he was a bit abrupt with them. No, he was still trying to show them goodness. He was still trying to get them on the right path and shake them up with the very thing that they would use to offend other people. So there's a promise here. Oh, do you want to talk about your pray? Because that's the connection point, the junction point between heaven and earth. Yeah, so you may be thinking, what do I pray into? What do I pray for over FebFast? And Jesus made it pretty clear, didn't he, when the disciples asked him how to pray, and he said, pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's what we pray for during FebFast. On earth as it is in heaven, in, in our lives, in our families, in, in us, in our city, in our church, in our workplace, in our neighbourhood, in our children's lives, heaven on earth, heavenly principles, heavenly breakthrough, that the chains will be broken off people's lives, that bondages will be released, that health will flow, that revelation will flow, that people's eyes will be opened to the fact that they need a saviour. So heaven on earth in our individual lives and over our city, heaven on earth in our church and beyond these walls, heaven on earth, that's what Jesus said to pray for. So if you don't know specifically what to pray for, then pray heaven on earth. Father, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come through me, in me, so that those that I work with, so that my family, so that my neighbours, so that the people in the supermarket, so everywhere I go, everyone that I encounter sees a little bit of heaven, a little bit of Jesus in me because I've surrendered my life to you, because I'm pressing into your presence. So that's... That's what we can pray for during FebFast. And if you need breakthrough, then fasting is a doorway to breakthrough in your life. If you need to um, overcome a, a reoccurring sin in your life, fasting will empower you because it means, you, it means death to your flesh and life to your spirit. So it gives you authority over sin. If, if you need... Um, just more of the power of God in your life. And we all need that, don't we? Oh, we all need that. And fasting Amen. is a doorway into that as well. So heaven on earth, heaven on earth. And it's important, as Adrian was saying earlier, that our proclamation is one that's uniting with the word of God. Yeah. One that's actually speaking the promises of God out over our lives, over our home, over our, you know, over everything. Yeah. And do you, do you realize when it talks about fasting here, it's never about you, it's about others. Yeah. It's all others in, yeah. oriented. It's others oriented right through. But then comes a promise. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and he, your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call on the Lord and he will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. Oh, yeah. Here I am. Yeah. 
So many of us think, but I can't hear God at the moment. I, heaven's not listening. No, heaven is always speaking and heaven is always listening. It's just that we might be tuned out or there's other noise that we're allowed to come in or there's other noise in our life coming from our own mouths. <laughs> Why am I saying this? Because this is me. I do this all the time. But I got challenged at one point in my life where in Revelation it says that we will be judged for every idle word that we speak. And I went, the Holy Spirit just went, "Uh uh-huh, you know, at that moment. And I'm like, oh, as I started to reminisce over all these idle words that I had spoken. Now, that word idle is actually wicked words, meaningless words, idolatrous words, words that are saying God's, you know, this is bigger than God or God can't do this, or God is incapable. That's what, it, that's what idolatry is. This is bigger than God. This is more powerful than God. This has more influence in my life than God. And, and we might just be even repeating what the fake news is saying at the moment. It might be the facts, but it's not the truth. The truth is what God says. The gospel of Jesus Christ is actually the truth. It's the good news. So we need to start proclaiming this. But in Isaiah 58 and the, the bottom part of, part of verse 13, I don't know why I was getting my words muddled there, but it, it's, it talks about if you keep your feet from, from breaking the Sabbath and, and doing as you please on my holy day, it's talking about days that we commit to God. Not just a day, but the days we live, committing them to God and being aware of our days the little things that we're going through, the little things that we're experiencing, the little hours, moments. I remember a movie that I watched once, Al Pacino played a coach, a football coach, and he said, this game is made up of inches. It's not made up of try. Oh, no, it's not tries, it's touchdowns. I was going all rugby then. But he says it's made of inches, of little things, of little gains in our life. Our life is made of days and days that we allow to have We have reign over them or they have reign over us, like I was just saying before. So he says, you know, make sure that you, this is a day that you delight in. Make sure that this is a day that you honour. Make sure that this is a day that you honour not by going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words. I don't know how many times when I was fasting in the past and I would be like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, of course I am. That's the obvious. That is the flippin' obvious. What's happening in the planet at the moment? There's so much going on. Of course it is. That's the flippin' obvious. Even Jesus said way back, they said, what are the signs? How are we going to know? And he says, in the end times, there are going to be ter- you know, tumultuous times. There's going to be outbreaks of catastrophes on the earth. There are going to be plagues. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jesus even said it back then, and we've seen it since then. We are in the end times. Whether or not we're going to see the return of Jesus, I don't know, but it's not long yet, not long now. I don't know when it's going to happen, but that's why we need to make the most of the days, make the most of the times where we can encounter God, not be overcome by the day, but be overcomers in the day. So it's between you and God. It is. Fasting is between you and God. And like I said, we've done it for a few years now. And we, we like to give you every opportunity to encounter God during FedFast. So that's why we do a soak, soak night every week. 
because we just want you to come and soak in the presence of God. We used to have a sign-up sheet and we used to have a prayer room so that people could write down an hour where they would pray and we had people pretty much praying around the clock. But as Jesus said, you know, it kind of got challenged on that because Jesus said it's between you and God. So, you know, when you can look on a sign-up sheet and see this person's praying every day for an hour, this person's doing two hours. And some people oh. wrote on there and never turned up. <laughs> Not that I was looking. <laughs> but, but really, you know, it's between you and God. This, this month is between you and God. So we're not going to ring you up and say, are you praying? Are you fasting? That's the mechanics. Or how many hours? That's the mechanics oh. of it. And it's not to be done before men. So, but, but make the most yes. of this time. Um, we're not going to be keeping you accountable, but this is an opportunity to really lean into God and to listen and to press in and to enjoy his presence and to get direction and to get fresh vision yes. and... And to tell your spirit man to come alive. Mm. So you might not be too impressed by fasting right now. You might not even be excited about it and that's okay. You might be dead set against it. (laughs) But you've got a couple of weeks to spiritually prepare and to ask the Holy Spirit to enthuse you, prepare you and invigorate your spirit. Mm. It's going to be good. And ask the Holy Spirit, should I fast? Mm. Say, Father, mm. should I be fasting in February? And see what he says. Mm. If he says no, because there, you, there might be some reason. If he says no, no, no. Or just go without chocolate or go without eating sweet stuff. Or like some of us, this would be tough, but go without takeaway. You know, go without the dirty bird for one month. Gee, that, that dirty bird controls my life. <laughs> Finger licking good. But it's about our encounter with God. And, it, and it's not anything you can put on or appear to be. So that's why at the end of this month, next week, whoa, we're into the, nearly into February 2021. My goodness, the days are getting shorter. <laughs> Actually, the, the old statement is the days are long, but the decades are short. I'm feeling that because like we're, we're stepping into this decade really fast. But it's about an encounter. We want you to have an opportunity to encounter God. So next Saturday, we've got a time set aside. What time are we starting? It's one o'clock. One o'clock. So if you're working in the morning or anything like that, you can get out here. We're going to be doing a prophetic activation. So all that means is we'll just do a little bit of teaching on prophecy. Because scripture says, eagerly desire to prophesy. And what that is, it means to be able to speak divinely inspired words that build up, encourage, and strengthen other people. And you might say, but I need that for myself. Give, and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down like a can of Coke, shaken together and flowing over. It will be poured into your lap. So give, and it will be given unto you. When you release this, when you attune your ear to the Holy Spirit, so that night, a soak time between 7 and 9, 
We're going to give opportunity for people to just hear from the Holy Spirit and share a word. It may just be like Kylie said, I saw this somebody stirring something. Or it might be I see an eagle. And does that mean anything to you? you? Honestly, I have said some of the weirdest stuff I've ever said. And I've had to say to the person, does, they're looking at me blankly. And I'm like, please, just for my own you know, self-esteem here. Does that mean anything to you? And they're like, you've got no idea. And I'm like, I do. I have no idea. So this is a time for us to actually tune in to the Holy Spirit, to encounter God afresh. Don't miss it. 21 is an influential year. Just like 20 was a reset year where so many things have been reset. 21, three times seven, is an influential year. That's three. That's a that's a biblically um, significant number. Seven is a can't say it twice in a row. Biblically significant number. I don't know what it is about this year, but I'm telling you, draw near to God. Seek the Lord while He can be encountered. That He is so desperately wanting to encounter you. If you're able to stand with me, can you do so? We want to pray for you right now. As we see this month finishing up, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to you, start tuning your ear in. Because some of you, this is just going to happen in you, that you're going to start seeing a release and a freedom and a peace and a joy and, and a forgiveness flowing in you like you've never seen before. There's going to be marriages changed. There's going to be households and families changed. There's going to be relationships with parents and children that are going to be changed. There's going to be workplace relationships that are going to be changed. Because when you're walking in the Spirit, you bring heaven on earth. That's what Jesus did. He brought heaven on earth. We say He was the Son of God. In this world, you are as Jesus. You are a son or a daughter of the living God. You carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the authority of the name of Jesus. We're going to pray for you guys. Just reach your hands out, palms up towards heaven. Not that it's mechanics, but I I just love this, how we receive from heaven. Father, we just speak favour and blessing over each person in this house. Each person right now. By your Holy Spirit, I just ask for revelation to flow from the words that we've spoken, that over the next week, Holy Spirit, that you will just continue to bring to remembrance what has been spoken and the revelation that you desire for each life, for each marriage, for each family, for each child, for each young person, for each adult, for each senior. Father, I thank you. Thank you for the day that we're in. Thank you for this season that we get to enjoy. Thank you for this time that we are on the planet, that you have called us here for a purpose and a destiny, for a hope and a future. Holy Spirit, speak to each heart as only you can. I thank you for a release of your presence, a release of your joy, a release of your counsel, your comfort the release of the promises of God, that you are with us, you never leave us alone or forsake us, you never abandon us. You are near. You are near the brokenhearted. You are near those that require you. Speak healing out in the name of Jesus right now. 
thank you for that transformation that's taking place on a little level, on a small level, that's going to have profound effects. Thank you, Father, for healing flowing. Thank you, Father, for forgiveness. Thank you, Father, for peace and for joy. You are a good God. Everything you do for us is good. You agree with me, guys? Everything you do turns out for good. We agree on this in the authority of the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's a good call. Since we're in this time and place, if you need to, Kylie's just prompted, if if you're away from God at the moment or feel distant, it's really easy to reconnect. Or maybe you've never actually said, the words, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. I want you to be my Savior. I want you to save me from whatever lays ahead. I want your plans for my life. I want God's destiny for my life, not my own. Because He has a good destiny for each one of our lives. If we're alive at the moment, that means the God of creation desired us to be in existence. We're not here by the desire of our parents. We're not here because we're a mistake or an accident. We are here by the divine purpose of God. How profound is that? So this is really simple. Let's just repeat after me, church, so we give everybody an opportunity so no one feels embarrassed or like they're standing out or anything like that. But this is a time to make a stand. This is a time to connect with heaven. So just repeat after me, Father God in heaven. Father God in heaven. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my life. Jesus, I want you to save me. Jesus, I want you to save me. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Lord. Forgive me when I've sinned. Forgive me when I've sinned. Forgive me for when I've missed your mark. Forgive me for when I've missed your mark. I want to walk in your paths. I want to walk in your paths. I want to have your destiny. I want your destiny for my life. For my life. Thank you by your word. Thank you by your word. I am now a child of God. I am now a child of I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am cleansed. I am cleansed. I am holy. I'm holy. I am righteous. I am righteous. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Amen. Amen. Make it so. Amen. Thank you, Father. You are a good God. Oh, we rejoice, we rejoice, we rejoice. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.